So it's gotten to be that Jesus, the name Jesus, has become a four-letter word in a lot of different contexts. And the four-letter words <laughs> seem to not even have the same effect that they used to because now you can watch regular television and even a show that used to be pretty family-oriented, and it might even be considered family-oriented now, and they will drop those four-letter words like it's nothing. But you say Jesus, <laughs> and it's like the record scratches, and <laughs> the plates drop, <laughs> and everybody looks at you like you've just done something horrible, and they escort you out of the room. <laughs> and so... And so when you really think about that, you have to wonder what in the world has happened. Now, you know, when I look at the name of Jesus, and I don't think many people can deny this, is that it does come uh, equated with love. I, I can't think of anyone who would say that the name Jesus isn't related to love. And I'm not really speaking about what people have done with the name. I'm saying who he is and what has been documented about him that love is synonymous with that. Now, it's unfortunate that that has not translated um, as well as it could have in the actions of people who, who say they follow him, and that's a whole other conversation. But it's interesting because recently I just got to go to the Ark Encounter, which I love, and it's got me thinking. It's my second time going, and through the process of just watching an amazing feat of God's work through human ingenuity and planning and to see it just in real life. I mean, it's amazing. But I have to wonder if someone wasn't me and, you know, maybe they've heard of the Ark story or Noah or where they're at, um, would that be even interesting to them? And if not, why, why it's not? I mean, you know, I, I have to wonder how many people actually really think about the story of Noah. I have heard people who know the Bible stories and are pretty detached to the Bible who say that they feel like that there's liberties been taken, that it's not literal. And if that's the case, you can see, I can see why um, people may not be that interested. But I have to wonder if they knew, if they just sat down and just could hear what the actual story was, you know, as one just fact-finding or what's there, right? Like what's been written. And then if they heard somebody actually recreated this thing and used the combination of biblical history along with the um, other history to put together what they felt like was um, a replica and an, an explanations that might come up, I'm wondering if that might generate interest. I bring this up because I think about how people see religion and faith and Jesus and Christianity to this day and you know those who are just like they're all in they're like we love this this is great we can't wait to go but those are people that I I want to say are already in and a lot of these ministries exist to both give the opportunity to see the other side it's the ones that are that are in a way of like this is what's here and you make the choice um, I have to wonder what you know, what gets people in the door, but also, you know, what what brings about change for those people who have gone through that? And and is there something missing? Is there is there something else that can be added to this mix that might um, bring the curiosity 
into the door. So what happens outside of these, these places like the Ark Encounter or the Creation Museum or the Bible Museum or any other places that are doing their ministry to, to bring understanding and, and allow people to, be able to interact physically with something that's happened so long ago, which is amazing. Um, and by the way, if any of you have not heard about the Ark Encounter, because I know the first time I heard about it, like my jaw dropped and said, how do I not know this exists? And I think at the time it had been around about two years. And so look it up. Like people actually built a life-sized replica. It is huge. And I think that's another thing people don't realize. Like, like what it really must have looked like. And if you see how big it is and realize like what, six people? Yes, I believe. No, no. Eight people, you know, were pretty much solely responsible with the help of God of building this in way back before modern technology, machinery, and maybe even some processes that people use for metals and things like that. So whether whatever it is that you understand or believe or whichever, the idea that this has been created and they did their best to make it true to fact as possible and even brought in amazing experts to do it is a pretty neat thing to look up. So look it up, by the way. But anyway, the thought, though, comes to me, and the reason why I even bring that up as an example is it, it just kind of brings to mind of kind of where we are as a society. So we talk about Jesus and how, you know, it's become taboo to even mention Jesus. And honest, honestly, unless you're like in church or somewhere where um, it is ministry related and things like that, like you just, it, it seems to be kind of uncomfortable, even for people who believe in Jesus, to bring Jesus into variety of situations, which is very interesting when you think about it, especially living in a free country that, you know, people feel comfortable speaking about all the other um, belief systems that are here. But when Jesus shows up on the scene, then, yeah, everybody gets uncomfortable, including the people who believe in him. And I've been in that boat myself where I have felt like, oh, I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. And you have to wonder, where does that come from, especially living in a country where it is freedom to practice religion and belief systems. It's it's an interesting concept when you really think about it. And it now brings me to kind of a story that <laughs> that kind of explains what it's all about. And if you've been listening to um, any of the other podcasts, I mean, it all kind of whispers Jesus and, and who he is and not, not religion, not what people do with religion, just solely what Jesus preaches and, and what it's all about. And um, I think about a person, and if he's listening to this, you'll know who he is. But um, he's someone that I, I prayed for. I prayed a miracle for, and I won't go into what that was. Um, and then I just got bold one day, and just it just came to mind to pray this for this person. And then afterwards, I got bold and texted this person and said, okay, I just prayed this for you, so when it happens, you and I are going to have to talk about Jesus. <laughs> Which is very bold, kind of out of my out of my comfort zone. But at the time, I didn't think much of it. I just did it. <laughs> Thinking of it now, I'm like, wow, how did I do that? But um, I'd probably say about maybe a few months later, this person mentioned to me that that thing happened. So I said, okay, now you got to talk about Jesus. <laughs> and I didn't even jump into it then. It was more of a, at some point, it's probably going to come up. And, and it actually did, maybe a couple months after that. And and it's just, it's it's amazing to kind of see, you know, even for me, stepping out of what should be comfortable, but into a, a discomfort zone and speaking about 
what I think, what I know, what I've been through, um, and allowing people to hear to hear my story. And and um, and even now, as I I talk about this, I think about the podcast before now and how part of me sort of tiptoed around it because you're like, well, I don't want to to make anybody uncomfortable. Um, but after just recent experiences and just you know knowing what I've been through and uh, my experiences and how just sharing my story can empower someone, um, then it's kind of my responsibility to, to share my experiences and to allow people to choose or do or react or whatever it is as they want to. I mean, maybe it's not something they're wanting to hear or maybe it's something that's gonna help them. The question is, is if I don't say anything, then the people who wanna get helped well, you know, I'm, I'm not able to help them or they're not able to be helped. And and it's one of those, I think I'd rather have the opportunity to possibly help somebody than definitely help no one. So um, so this is me kind of stepping out and, and putting some thoughts out there. And, and as we talk about being extraordinary and opting out and all of that, um, it really comes down to Jesus. And who he is and who he says he is and who people who know him say he is. And and everybody can say a lot, but then it's people discovering for themselves. And if any of you have studied Jesus or be curious about him, I'd, I highly recommend looking at all the resources and yourself and, and kind of seeing what he says about himself and what other people say about him and, and using your instincts. Because God has given us all, whatever you believe or think, really great instincts to search and to find the truth for ourselves. Um, and there's no pressure. I mean, God himself in his word says, test him. So red flag, if anybody or anything says, believe what they say without checking, then, I mean, God doesn't even say that. So, um, that's probably somebody you should definitely check probably about 50 times. So, um, so one of the things that I have come across in, in just my journey, and for me, I started out young knowing Jesus, you know, coming from the background I did and, and you know, having some struggles, and it was my faith that definitely strengthened me. And for me, I didn't know the Bible. I didn't know, um, not in the way a lot of people do. I grew up in church, but I didn't know a lot of that. Um, for me, it was all feeling, instinctual. I think that happens for a lot of children, um, that you just feel and you just know without really being able to explain. So when you become an adult, to have conversations, that's kind of when having the knowledge does help um, to explain kind of what you feel. And it also is helpful to oneself. I know for me, having explanations to things that I felt was amazing and empowering, like, oh, that's what this was, I get it. Um, and then being able to, to to give your testimony, to talk about what you've been through. And, and you know, for me, like, I'm, I'm willing to just give everybody the nitty gritty. Like, I have been through it. And if for any of you who want to know, I'm happy to share if it will, you know, encourage you. Um, but I, I have definitely had my share of experiences that, you know, through an optimistic and joyful attitude has been used to, to, to help me grow and to, to keep me, um, keep me going forward. And also I've seen it help encourage other people as well. And I'm definitely one of those against all odds kind of people. So, um, so definitely optimism is a great thing. And there actually are studies, um, within the positive psychology field that will talk exactly about what I'm talking about. So there's actually some science behind it, which is kind of neat. Um, but we won't go into all of that. Um, but, um, within, just within this area of, of just checking things out and understanding and really love, love is a good place to start because most people can understand that concept. And, 
Um, biblically, God created love. That's who he is. And a lot of people ask a lot of questions. That's one of the reasons why a lot of these ministries um, can be helpful because they do a really great job answering those questions. I am really not well-versed in that at this point yet, working on that. Um, however, in my experience, um, if one were to discover, you know, what love really is, what it looks like, um, and they, they look at Jesus as an example of that, and those who even follow Jesus, that's the thing. There's so many people that are quoted <laughs> where what they are saying is actually stuff that Jesus said, which is kind of interesting when you think about it. Um, like kindness. I've seen a lot of books recently that we've been reading to our children that talk about kindness um, and people being good humans and, and all the things that go around that. And if you were to look at um, some of the very same concepts, they are actually in the Bible almost verbatim, <laughs> which is very interesting. So, um, so that being said, and you know, back to kind of talking about the extraordinary and the opting out, um, and finding your extraordinary and figuring out how you can do what you're meant to do and made to do in this world, it really does help understanding kind of the core of everything. So we're talking about Jesus because Jesus is love, God is love, and love is kind of the, the root of a lot of really great things that kind of flow from that, to, to be fruitful, to, be multi to multiply, to serve, to put others first, to, to, to want to serve um, before you serve yourself and, and taking that into a variety of different areas in your life, like how you choose to do business or how you choose to serve your community or your family, oftentimes from this place, so many neat things can happen. And what's cool is not mutually exclusive. You can serve and be successful and do ministry. Like it doesn't have to, to be one or the other. And it doesn't mean that I mean, a lot of people often assume that if you do ministry that you have to, um, you can't be affluent, but that's not true. And there's so many different ways things, resources and things present itself. I think we tend to put things in a box. So I'm wondering if we, you know, you go back and you want to listen to, if you haven't heard it, um, finding your extraordinary and, and what that looks like. And, and now thinking about it, you know, through this other layer of, of serving and of love. And, and seeing, like, what do you love to do and why do you love it? And most of the time, most of the time, um, if, you, if we're really looking at what we love to do and it's not related to money, because money can't be the reason we do anything. That's usually a byproduct of what we do. Um, what makes us happy is usually something that we are passionate about. And, um, and generally, when you really think about, like, why we're passionate about it, what we love about it, it's usually because we love to share it with others. Usually it's because we, we want to use it to inspire others, kind of like how art works. And really it doesn't have to be the artistic realm that invites that. It could be anything, really, um, that could do that. The people who love to take what they do and love to do and serve and see it bear fruit, see it do something to help someone else do something that they want to do. So this has been a very interesting podcast today. Um, definitely, I mean, I wing most of them, but this is definitely winging it. <laughs> um, wasn't sure where it was going to go, but we, I definitely gave God kind of the, I usually do anyway, but definitely this one, you know, gave him the full wheel on this and it just kind of ins and outs and, and even listening to myself and being encouraged. And so, uh, excuse me, as I, um, kind of start wrapping this up, I am very prayerful that whomever listens to this will not only find encouragement, but would also see themselves as loved and see themselves as special, which is 
by the way, the next podcast that's going to be coming up pretty soon is You Actually Are Special, um, and see themselves as capable and empowered and built to do what they were built to do. God did not create anybody on accident. Every single person that ever has come into this world has come into this world very much uniquely. No one's ever made just like you. And also the specific purpose. Um, and that might be a variety of things, but you have a reason that you are here. Not everybody takes to that. A lot of times the world can be very rough, and then oftentimes it's geared to keep you away from that path, keep you off your extraordinary path. But there are also resources out there to to try to encourage you to get on that path, and not just this, but so many other things, which is such a wonderful thing to think of, a wonderful thing to think about, and to 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 really meditate on. So. With that, I will leave you this. Again, you most certainly are loved. I don't care what the television tells you <laughs> or anything else that you're listening to or whatever's going on right now because I know there's a lot going on right now, but it does not change the fact that you are loved. And the other thing I would encourage you to do, and this is going to sound kind of crazy, but, you know, I'm opting out, so opt out. So got to say something a little bit crazy is, Try to see about falling in love with yourself. I'm going to say that again because I know it's going to sound kind of odd to the ears, but what does it look like to fall in love with yourself? And I'm not talking about narcissism. That word's getting thrown around quite a bit, a lot, a lot today, but more like if you are loved, you're wondering, well, who loves me? Well, God loves you. Okay, well, what does that even look like? And so it's almost like how can you see yourself how God sees you? Um, or think about someone who you, you do feel loved by. And that's kind of difficult, which is why it's good to know God loves you, because that is true. Um, and see if there's any way to see yourself through God's eyes. And that could be through the people who appreciate you, through your pets, through your children. Um, you might be surprised. And it's like, if you can see really how loved you are, it might be interesting to see what else opens up for you. So we'd love to see how that experiment works. Um, and no, I love you. Even if I haven't met you, I do. It's almost like I can see all of you because um, I am you. We are all kind of in the same thing together. So um, know that you're not alone. Know that your extraordinary is just waiting for you to step onto it. And also know that at any point when you are striving to do what you're created to do, you're going to have people show up in your life that are going to encourage you or um, resources, whether that's online or wherever. Just pop out of nowhere that's going to answer things that that you just kind of put out there. And so I am so thankful for that, that we are not walking this life alone. And, and we're, we're searching. We've got almost like little way stations to, to carry us along. Um, and I look forward to being with you again. And I am prayerful you are all well or becoming well. And just know, know that you are most certainly extraordinary. Have a wonderful day.